0: I'm Nicole Stevens. Come join me, and let's walk with Jesus. Hey, y'all. Happy November, whatever day it is, 7th, November 7th. Uh, Whenever you're listening to this, it might not be the 7th, but I do know one thing. When you're listening to this, it will probably be pretty dark outside at some point because I feel like Now that we're at this point of the season and now that we've changed our clocks, it's dark all the time. So I'm going to be very intentional every day looking for the things I can be thankful for, Um, you know, even though it's not my favorite time of year seasonally with the the weather and the lack of sun there are still plenty of things to be thankful for so i'm gonna make sure every day me and my kids are having like pop-up praises we're just gonna be thanking the lord because um, there are a lot of blessings but man i tell you what my flesh is um wanting to focus on this weather thing which again and comparing other things in life it's not a big deal not a big deal um i did want to talk about uh, in this episode, more about anger. I know it seems like I probably talk about anger often. Um, I think that is one of the things that is kind of a generational sin for my family, as well as, uh, you know, you got to take personal responsibility. So it's something that I can struggle with sometimes. And, um, and anger isn't always a bad thing, Um, So we're going to talk about that in this episode. And and a lot of times it is a bad thing. So we want to get some clarity uh, because I think it is so prevalent in today's society and in the world and in our culture and human nature ever since the beginning of time. And so uh, it's definitely something I think we should take time to talk about and often um, to remind ourselves about it. So Uh, There's this book I'm reading. It's called Uprooting Anger by Robert D. Jones. And it says biblical help for a common problem. Um, And I'll link that in the show notes. But it is a pretty helpful book. It's kind of a dry read. You know, it's like very informational, um, very like psychological-ish uh, but it's biblical, and so it's been really super helpful, just to kind of have him break down some stuff and and hear about that. So I'll read some of the bits of it uh, here, so that y'all can kind of check that part out. Um, but I do just want to talk about how, you know, a lot of times we have learned behaviors in our families uh, things that we can struggle with, and it's usually something that our parents had to deal with when they were, you know, younger with their parents or you know their environment, and then you can keep tracing it back forever usually. And so it's something that is hard because usually you learn how to deal with things um, as, as you grow up. And then at some point, you know, you know the difference between right or wrong, but you kind of, justify it make excuses for it and then you just keep living in it and then you just kind of keep passing it you know what i mean so um you know god wants to renew our minds and he wants to transform us so we have to break up with the world and the old ways of doing stuff and um and we just can't let our feelings lead us or our past experiences or anything like that it's got to be god in the Bible. Jeremiah 17 9 says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it. How many times do you hear in our culture like just follow your heart listen to your heart your heart will tell you man don't listen to that thing that thing's gonna get you in trouble so uh definitely make sure that you know if you're feeling it, it is probably not the way you should go let the dust settle let those feelings lie and uh, go to the Bible and go to God in prayer to check it out um there is some criterias, criterias, how you say this, uh, in the book um, that just talks about righteous anger. So the flip side of things is as a Christian, you might be like, well, I just got a righteous anger because, you know, justice and um, that was wrong and this person's in sin and so my anger is justified and it's like, "Uh, let's like explore that a little bit, right? So this guy, he says, three criteria of righteous anger. Number one, righteous anger reacts against actual sin. Okay, Um, right. his little tidbit here, it says, righteous anger arises from an accurate perception of true evil from sin as defined biblically uh, as a violation of God's word any want of conformity unto of transgression of the law of God. And then he has some more details under that. And then number two, righteous anger focuses on God and his kingdom, rights and concerns, not on me and my kingdom, rights and concerns. And as humans, we want to say, well, you know, this person was in the wrong. They did me wrong. They need to be held accountable. And I kind of talked about that in, um, I think it was episode 124, uh, talking about receiving rocks, just how God is our defender. We're not to take, you know, vengeance for ourselves, you know, all these kind of things. You can check that out if you want. Number three, he says, righteous anger is accompanied by other godly qualities and expresses itself in godly ways. That one got me in the guts. (laughs) The little tidbit he's got under there says, Righteous anger remains self-controlled. It keeps its head without cursing, screaming, raging, or flying off the handle. Nor does it spiral downward in self-pity or despair. It does not ignore people, snub people, or withdraw from people. Instead, righteous anger carries with it the twin qualities of confidence and self-control. End quote. I think a lot of times, if we can just think about any circumstance, it could be in the past or something that you're going through right now, if you ask yourself, in my anger, am I actually having other godly qualities um, and expressions during this issue? Or am I, you know, woe is me or... uh, trying to avenge myself or say did you hear what she just did to me xyz you know blah 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 uh, so is it self-seeking uh ephesians 4 22 through 32 that's a lot i'm sorry but hey you know what if you want to follow jesus you got to You got to get in the Bible. So let's talk about some Bibles. Uh, Verses 22 starts that ye put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt, according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness, wherefore putting away. Lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be ye angry, and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good that he may have to give to him that needeth. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed into the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. So as you hear those verses and you kind of look back over and again, the reference is Ephesians 4, 22 through 32. You look through all that, can you say that you're blameless right now in whatever issue that you're going through? Or are you blameless and maybe an issue in past times? And if you're not, have you apologized? <laughs> um, are you right with the Lord? Or are you right with that person? These are the things that God is calling us to put off the old man. These things are of the old man and put on the new man. But a lot of times we accept Christ as our savior. And we're like, thank you for forgiving me. I appreciate you. I love you so much. But then we don't want him to make us into his image. We don't want to become that new creation. We want to be doing the old man stuff still. And all that does is reap consequences and destruction Because it's still the sinful way, which is, you know, bondage to the world. And you don't have to be like that. Like, God has already set you free. He's already broke your chains. Like, you're freed to go. But for some reason, we just reattach them and keep, you know, being a slave when we don't have to. We can be walking in liberty through the Spirit. Uh, But we get caught up in all this dumb stuff in the world. And think about all the things that we get mad about. And I'm not saying everything. But I'm saying a lot of stuff that we get mad about can be some petty stuff. (laughs) And sometimes we'll be getting mad at our kids about some dumb stuff. Um, And I'm not saying don't hold people accountable. Like, hey, you know, I'm my kid's authority. I need to make sure that, you know, I'm raising them right and being a good steward of them. But I can hold them accountable without... Being sinful in my anger—does that make sense? Um, I had some issues last year with some stuff going on, and uh, and I definitely believe that I had a righteous anger because some of the stuff that was going on was um, against the Lord, and it was uh, against you know God's will and other people. Uh, I was tearing down other people it was like a bad situation. <laughs> and I was, I had a godly, um, righteous anger about it. But uh, then instead of bringing it to God and really leaving it there. I mean, we bring stuff to God all day long, right? But as far as leaving it there, that's the problem. We're like, God, I need you to do something. I can't believe this is going on. I need you to intervene. Please, Father, you know, fight this spiritual warfare and and, um, change this person's heart or just remove this person and, and all this kind of stuff. And then when things don't go as quick as we want them to go or the way we want them to go, then we're like, "Well, we got to do something about it." Cuz clear, clearly like God's phone was busy and he didn't really hear what I was saying. <laughs> and so, um while he's busy, I'm going to go ahead and and get a head start on it. And then really um that's just us showing God that we don't trust him and that we know better and that's what I did last year, you know. I uh wanted to move things along. I wanted um what is like like a revolution. I was like, we need to rise up. <laughs> there needs to be a revolution. We cannot allow this stuff going on. Um, and so in my anger, then I, then I became sinful. So I might have been angry for the right reason, but with my anger, I did not show godly qualities and I did not express it in a godly way. And so then it became sin. And then I started reaping consequences because of it. So we have to be careful, even in the things that um, does deserve a righteous anger on behalf of the Lord, we got to be careful what it might turn into. Um, Here is another uh, part from the book that I thought was really good. It talks about Jesus and, and his righteous anger and kind of how he displayed things. So, it says, in summary, Christ's anger displayed three criteria to assess the righteousness or unrighteousness of our own anger. It reacted against actual sin, which is criterion number one. It focused on God and his kingdom, rights, and concerns more than his own. And it arose not because people had sinned against him, but because they had sinned against his father and against other people, which was criterion number two. Furthermore, other godly qualities and expressions accompanied it. Jesus was not cold, stoic, and uncaring about God's honor and other people's welfare, nor did he throw fits or withdraw. He ministered to people, Criterion number three. But what about sinful offenses aimed at him personally? How did Jesus respond? Amazingly, not with anger. Instead, 1 Peter 2, 21-23 describes his reaction to severe abuse. Jesus entrusted himself. And his enemies to God, his Father, the righteous Judge. He did not take revenge or sin with his tongue. Instead, he did good by praying for his enemies' forgiveness. Having laid down his personal rights, he was free to serve his enemies without anger. End quote. So the point of those things was, you know, showing that uh, Jesus left things in God's hands. Um, he was not acting in his feelings, emotions. He was not out of control. And a lot of times, you know, you think about when, and I certainly did last year, (laughs) was thinking about when Jesus went into the temple and he was, you know, had the whips and was throwing the tables over, uh, with the people that were trying to make money in front of the temple. And he's like, what is this business? Like, no, sir, not in in my father's house. Mm -mm." And, uh, really that was talking about a judicial act and he had that authority to do so, but he wasn't doing it in his feelings. He was confrontational and he was bold, but he wasn't doing it in his emotions. You can, you know, argue with me if you want, but you'd be arguing with this guy who wrote this book, which is pretty good too. Um, and if I think you really study his life and you study those uh, instances, you can see that it, it was never Jesus in his emotions where he was out of control, Um, and a lot of times if we can sit there and think, you know, when we're angry, whether it's somebody, you know, in our family, with our friends, uh, with people we don't really consider friends that, you know, just might get on our nerves or whatever, in our anger, uh, we're either doing something that is out of control or in our emotions, we're sitting there thinking about like, you know, I can't believe this is happening to me. I can't believe this person did this to me. And it's. A very selfish way of thinking it's not about God and if it's not about God it's about you then you know it's not a righteous anger and so you know that that anger and that you know self-pity and all that kind of stuff is just giving a foothold to the devil because uh, then we take our eyes off of Jesus and we put it in our ourselves um, one of the verses that God had used with me many 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 years ago uh, when I definitely struggled a lot more is Proverbs 25, 28. It says, he that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. So just kind of like, what is the point of it, you maniac? <laughs> you know, like I need to rest in the Lord and I need to let him um, just have control over me and, and me not be Like a, you know, rabid dog let loose, you know. Uh, Proverbs 14, uh, verses 16 through 17, it says, A wise man feareth and departeth from evil, but the fool rageth and is confident. He that is soon angry dealeth foolishly, and a man of wicked devices is hated. And then in verse 29, it says, He that is slow to wrath is of great understanding, but he that is hasty of spirit exalteth folly. And let me read you a couple more just in case you didn't get the point. Proverbs 15, 18, A wrathful man stirreth up strife, but he that is slow to anger appeaseth strife. In James chapter 1, verses 19-20, through 20, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, for the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. So again, if you don't, you know, if you're not angry uh, with a righteous anger on behalf of God, and it's got nothing to do with you, um, then your anger is not righteous, uh, and, and it will be in sin. So you have to be really careful, and if if you see, you know, kind of the theme, and all. A lot of the verses that I just read is just um, people who are so quick to be angry are fools. And if you think about the times when you have become angry or when I have become angry, you have to end up apologizing a lot, right? Because you are doing things that are sinful. If they weren't, you wouldn't have to go back and apologize. And if you're not apologizing and you didn't have a righteous anger, or you're probably prideful. Um, and again, I know there's a lot of hard situations and I'm not talking about uh, certain really horrible things that people do to people that you just want to take justice in your hands and, um, you know, do what you need to do. Uh, but I know that justice and uh, vengeance belongs to the Lord. And I know a lot of people can't quite understand a lot of that. Like, how can a loving God X, Y, Z? But I promise if you start reading the Bible and you start really going to a local body and praying to the Lord and and hanging out with other believers, um, your eyes will be open. You'll really be able to see that God is more than just a one-dimensional God. um, And he's always just and he's always righteous. And he's always fair, um, but in our humanness, we can't quite understand all of that. So I encourage you to go back and listen to episode 124 about receiving rocks and um, and pick up this book. I'm not done with it yet, but I'm probably like halfway through. It's a really good book, Uprooting Anger, Robert D. Jones. Um, and if there's somebody in your life that you know that just like truly not just you know what you see in instagram or whatever you follow but somebody that truly follows the lord and has control over their spirit and is not you know flying off the handle and in their emotions like i would buddy up with that person and almost have like a an apprenticeship with them (laughs) Uh, to be able to kind of sit under them and see how they do things see how they talk with their kids see how they handle conflict with other people or if they're fighting with their spouse like how would they deal with it and if they have control over their spirit and they're not like avoiding problems they're actually talking uh, through it and they're dealing with it in a godly way you'll find more times than not um, that they are being able to do all those things because the Bible told them how to. And sometimes we need a physical person to also come alongside us and show us the way. And so discipleship is really great. I hope you're in a church that does um, have people that you can walk alongside with like we're supposed to. So that you can walk with the Lord. I'm not going to add any songs this week because I don't even have any brain room right now things have been like crazy busy um but uh if you have any songs you should share them with me let me know all right y'all if you have any questions prayer requests or need a physical bible feel free to dm me on instagram at walk with jesus podcast or email me at walkwithjesuspodcast at gmail.com and i'll talk to y'all next monday